Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1254, a roller coaster weather day. Hey. It's Feb 27, <laughs> 2024, 58 degrees on this day in 2016, 22 below on this day in 1879. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. <laughs> A lot of emails regarding my position on Mr. Trump. <laughs> and uh, 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 many, many uh, were in my favor. And uh, Greg Quady writes, for example, I haven't written in a while, but yesterday's show and the social media reaction to it has inspired me in a way. During the show, a discussion about the fabled Trump derangement uh, syndrome came up and how Joe may, or more likely may not, be afflicted by it. I'd argue that he does not. Ever since 2015 and the ride down the escalator, er nearly everything Joe and most Trump critics have said about him is true, with very little hyperbole or exception. It's my point of view that the people who truly have TDS are as syncophants and diehard supporters who think he can do no wrong and is immune from any criticism whatsoever. Your show's Facebook page is a clear example of this. Anytime Trump is brought up in a somewhat unflattering light on the show, which, let's be honest, is fairly common, the comment section is full of the usual suspects saying the show is out of touch and full of lefty sympathizers simply because they're not falling at Trump's feet and kissing the ground he walks on. To me, and here's the key, everybody, I, and again, I'm not trying to convert you. You have whatever thoughts you have. To me, that is the exact opposite of GL principles. Well, of course it is. Keep doing what you're doing, Joe. The country needs more people like you. Isn't that nice? Yeah. God bless America, Positive. Joe Suchere. Good luck, Greg. Thank you. Uh, and I got some that fall back on the old uh, "Who cares what his personality is? We'll get the right, we'll get the right uh, policies." I, yeah, I, and I, you made. Will we? I don't I know. Did, didn't I acknowledge yesterday yeah, you, that his policies are more favorable than Biden's? What a I don't trust the guy as far as I can throw him. And B, he's a psycho. He's a corrupt psycho. And well, I don't want anything to do with him. Plus, depending what happens at these elections, are the Republicans going to gain a, a whole bunch? I, I don't. I think it's going to stay the same. But I just in, like the fact that GLers are involved and engaged with the show. I think that's pretty cool. But I, if I have, I, you know, I probably could be guilty of having developed walls, Trump, de, walls derangement. Walls derangement. I definitely have that. WDS. Uh, but I don't think I do. I can take him or leave him. But every time he comes in the news, it's an un, it's in an unflattering a, a way as it relates to the principles of garage logic, which is civility and rationality and fiduciary responsibility and whatever else the long list of our dynamics are. And Walls doesn't fit any of them. He even stiffed 
Arnie Carlson, for Pete's sake. I thought that was shocking and to learn that. And continues to, not did, yeah, continues yeah. to. Uh, so anyway, uh, there goes Trump and there goes Biden. Neither of them are fit. It's a dreadful situation, and uh, there really isn't much I can do about it. So there you have it. We have more trans people in the news. <laughs> and I only mention it because I saw this story in the New York Post. The coach of a Vermont high school basketball team has been banned for forfeiting a game in which his team had to play against a transgender. And I immediately thought it was the story we recently brought up, but as Mr. Height corrected us, the story we recently brought up was was in Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. where a tall, bearded male pretending he's female was, was, was hurting his opponents his female opponent, so they forfeited the game. This is a story from a year ago that's only coming to light now. The coach of a Vermont high school girls basketball team that was banned from state athletics after forfeiting a game against a squad with a trans player defended the decision. The coach is defending his decision, stressing the danger of a biological male playing against girls. Well, I'm for this coach. I've got four daughters. I've coached them at all. I've coached them all at one point in their careers playing high school basketball. Chris Goodwin, coach of the girls' team at the Mid-Vermont Christian School, said Monday, I've also filled in for the boys' coach when he can't make a practice, and I run those practices, and boys just play at a different speed, a different force than the girls play. It's a different game, he said, adding that it would be irresponsible and asking for an injury to a smaller female athlete. The private school declined to play long trail uh, in a Feb 21-2023 Division IV playoff game because it believed that competing against a team with a male jeopardized the fairness of the game and the safety of the players. So rather than acknowledge that this guy... Uh, was justified. To me, he was justified in that opinion, okay. uh, but not to the Vermont Principals Association. They banned that school from all athletic events. As a result, as a result of the refusal to face the trans player. So the school They're was banned to- from all athletic events. So precious and so uh, important, apparently, is it to acknowledge the trans player. Okay. You know, go bleep yourself, here's, trans player. Right. You're not special. But here's where the hypocrisy comes in. To make that trans kid special, what about the experience of the regular child that needs to have their uh, sophomore basketball team Matt, camaraderie? Matt, that regular child is not oppressed. They're the oppressor. They're the oppressor. Ah, okay. All right. I don't want to continue this, but anyway, that guy's, uh, he's out. American oh, wait hater. a minute, there might, be, there might be more here I do want to know. There are 18 state legislatures that have banned trans students from competing in high school sports. Uh, Vermont happens to allow it. All right. The state is basically attempting to purge individuals like Chris, the coach of the team that forfeited, and other family members in the state from public discourse, from the ability to speak out on issues of significant public concern. I think that what the trans guys have to do is have their own teams. Have at it. I might even watch that.
Joe, can the 18 states, are they blue states, red states, a combination of the both? What do we got here? They're not here, I don't know. All right. I'm sure they're all over the map. Uh, And to conclude today's trans news, you're not, you you can be trans. Be trans. I don't care. But you're not special. Now you have a case in the uh, Virginia legislature where Virginia's lieutenant governor, a name you're going to recognize, I bet, has apologized after misgendering Senator Danica Rome during Monday's Senate session. The lieutenant governor of Virginia has the coolest name I've ever heard, and like Kenny said, right out of Tennessee, Williams. Her name is Winsome Earl Dash Sears. Okay. Now, she's come up before because she's a highly regarded up-and-coming Republican. She was a Democrat up until 1988. She's now the lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia, and her name is Winsome Earl Sears. She was presiding over the session regarding how many votes it would take to pass a bill on prescription drug prices with an emergency clause. And what would be the exact number for that, Madam President? Asked Rome, a Democrat and a trans woman. And Winsome Earl Sears responded, yes, sir, that would be 32. And for this, there's a kerfuffle. The senator may state it. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four-fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. The question is, shall the bill pass? Those in favor of that motion will record their votes aye. Those opposed, no. Are the senators ready to vote? Of all the senators... I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do, and that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. But in this body, and as long as I am president of the Senate, and by the grace of God, I will be treated with respect and dignity, and I will treat everyone else with respect and dignity. She called him sir, didn't she? What's wrong with that? Yeah, right. The that, silence that was... you heard was Danica Rome leaving the chamber. Yeah. She was so hurt, you precious oh, fool. I, uh... Rome walked out of the chamber. Earl Sears initially refused to apologize, and the Senate went into research recess twice before she finally did, according to the Progress Index, a newspaper in Petersburg, Virginia. Uh, but I, you know what I'm reading from? I'm reading from us because the conventional news gatherers, to my knowledge, have not covered this. Mm-hmm. They can't, they don't report it. So the site I chose was something called the advocate.com, which is an LBGTB2 plus sure. 315 site. Yeah. And, uh, and boy, do they ever write it slanted, obviously, in the favor of the scorned trans legislator. Well, when you hear it, it, it doesn't sound like it was intended as an insult whatsoever. No, not at all. It's just a, maybe an older person making a mistake.
well, we certainly the, didn't mean to. The uh, this uh, precious Rome who left the chamber, uh, it would have been hard to have mistaken her for a male. Hmm. You know, I think I think Winsome. I really? just think you I thought just, so. No, I just think Winsome <laughs> Earl Sears should be highly regarded for not suffering fools gladly. I'm just calling it out. You know, yes, sir, that's, you know, I, I love her. I love what she did. And if that fool is, is offended, bleep her. This has to stop, people. You can, there's going to be a reckoning. You can't have a country that runs this way. Or And I'm not saying that Danica Rome, she probably took her name from the race car driver, uh, I'm not saying she shouldn't be a trans. Be a trans. But you don't get to... There's not special rules for you. And you that's the you can be offended. It's okay if you're offended. Yeah, you it's it's find that you're offended. Weak. Why don't you stay in your seat and do your job, you slacker? Yeah. Well, there's, there's people who intend no harm, and they may just make a mistake. You got to wait for some people to catch up, okay? Uh, this is new to a lot of people, this whole transgender thing. They're not ready for it. They make mistakes. They're probably trying. They probably have no ill intent. It just slipped out. Well, okay. But she reminds me, looking at her picture, it reminds me of when Bob Stinson would go on stage in a dress. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Bob in a dress. <laughs> well, sorry. You, you, you keep uh, intimating. I'm, I'm you sorry. Keep, you keep... <laughs> I, I want to be polite, and if I will call uh, a trans, uh, I'll call him she, her, whatever. But if I make a mistake, forgive me. It's not on purpose. It's not on purpose. It's well, not on purpose. Well, I guess I'm. But you go, look like Bob in a dress. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, I think Winsome Earl Sears is as sharp as a tack and was, I think, given the needle. No, okay. if you see the video, did you see right. the video? Yeah. You th- and you still thought so? I think she was just in a rush to. Get through the proceeding. Well, that could and that be. was just an automatic reaction, as Kenny said. Yes. There was no ill intent behind it. Well, because her voice doesn't didn't sound terribly female, and she might not even look up. She just can said, we do it again? Yes, do it again. All right, let's hear it again. Give me a second. How, so I can how far to are be they corrected. apart in the building? Well, it's a it's a floor. So I right. Mean, I mean, is she, she's up on the podium. Winsome is yes. Yeah. and then he or the, yeah. they yeah. they are in the back. At their, what would you call it? Their, not their, their desk. desk. Okay, their desk. Uh, here you go, cue the talent, and... Senator May state it. Madam President, how many votes will be, would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four-fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. Okay, stop, stop. Uh, God love Winsome Earl Sears. You're right. She didn't do anything wrong. But here's the other problem here. Here's the problem. Why is Danica Rome in the state Senate? Well, because she's, she's there, the first. She's there for her agenda. She's not there to do the work of the people. The first time she's offended, what does she do? She gets up and leaves, yeah. stages this little theatrical walkout. I'm a victim. I'm I'm a I'm a special person, and I've just been offended. Go bleep yourself. If you were a reasonable human being, you could have said, uh, "Madam Lieutenant, uh, please call me she," and that would have been over. Right, would have been right. over. How many people have you heard correct others? Which which version of your name do you want? Ken, Kenny, Kenneth? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't call me Ken. It's Kenny only. My name's so mispro- if, if, been mispronounced all my life. What do I care? Exactly. It's, what the it, hell do I care? If you ask me, it's the same thing, but uh, I, whatever. How, how many different names have you been called over your career? Quite uh, a few. Uh, according to The Guardian, which, again, is a very biased site, however, she, meaning Sears, made the apology somewhat about her. As she said, state or Senate Democrats had shown disrespect to her. I upset Senator Rome, Earl Sears said. Let it be known I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job of the people of Virginia have called me to do, and that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity, which she did. She said, yes, sir, that would be uh, 32 to 1 or whatever. Uh, I myself, and yet she did turn it into her. So what? She's probably got every bit of history on her side to turn that into uh, anyway, there you have it. Uh, the the pushback against this transgenderism has nothing to do with gender selection. If you want to be any one of the numbers or letters in the LBGTQ plus five sixteen P three two one community, go ahead. But you're not special. In fact, I I see I see an incredible irony all the time. You want to be regarded as completely a functioning part of society, regardless of what gender you've chosen, and then you go out of your way to beg me to specifically acknowledge its specialty. Hmm. Well, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. yeah. You know, Danica, yeah. Danica, Rome, whoever the hell you are, you, you are delighting in the fact that you're a trans, and, and you probably, uh, probably want to be considered just like anyone else, but you don't behave like anyone else. Right, right. So go bleep yourself. You're not special. You have offended me by not doing your job. But the, but the uh, that's their irony. The campaign is for acceptance and norm, normalcy and All inclusivity. Yeah. And okay, here you are. Shut the hell up. You got it. That uh, our own uh, special uh, character. Uh, Finky was in the news the other Finks. night on TV, and of course, calling for more gun control because she, he doesn't have the, I was going to well, say, doesn't have the balls, might, might well, still have them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do. To enforce the laws you have, Finky. What is that process? Of uh, enforcing the laws? No, the other one. I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. We're more concerned with enforcing the laws. We don't care what the, <laughs> right. the package is. Imperfect was. science. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> is it ever? Holy mackerel. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, now winter's hitting again today. I hope your garage door has been prepped for that. Mm. Uh, I've been remiss, but it's been working. I, I'm stupid. Why am I going to wait to call Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin? I don't want to wait until something's wrong. Well, and here's the other reason why. It's my why. fault. I need to call them. We're going to have a garage door opener soon. That's true. So you better get your butt in gear. What does it have to be, 70? 70 on the first Friday of spring. And almost got there yesterday. Uh, yes, but yesterday was Monday. Oh, that's how it works. 
precision garage door of the Twin Cities. I, I have to have them. All I need is a tune-up at this point, but let them nip any problem in the bud because I don't want to come out there two days from now if it's 25 below and four feet of snow on the ground and that sucker doesn't work. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities, No, they don't charge more for weekend visits. They, generally speaking, have everything they need in the truck so you don't hear that old uh, ruse about, oh, man, I got to go back to the shop and get a bolt. No, they usually have that stuff. They do the springs, the rollers, the openers, everything, and they'll help you select a new garage door, which they can install perfectly. Put their telephone number in your cell phone contact, 612 Two six three six nine eight five. The way I would do it, just write precision, and then have the oh, number. I gotta do. Yeah, yeah, yeah precision. Because you probably don't know any guys named precision. I don't, but right. that would tell me, hey, that's the door guy. There you go. And it's a door guy, but you get the whole family. Mm. I think and then one uh, worked at Sun Country a while ago. And and there's a website, precisiondoormn.com. That's precisiondoormn.com. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Actually, to tell you the truth, <laughs> zero is. Is yes. there anything you left out? <laughs> oh, God, yes. We don't have time. Here's a guy that's going to write a book of what not to do. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Only got a couple days left before the February 29th leap year day. And what that means is... You need to get a wonderful, wonderful carpet cleaning professionally done by the good folks at Zero Res, and you can include, before February 29th, their Love Your Rug special. Yes, it is the rookie here. You must mention the rookie's Love Your Rug special to get it, which is three rooms that are zero resified, starting at just $119. They'll throw in a free hallway in February, and this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. 
They're backed by 17,000 Google reviews, 4.9 rating. A Minnesota company that's been with Garage Logic from the start. You got to love your carpet. It's pretty important in your home, so you want to make sure it's professionally cleaned every six months, every year. And right now is a great time to do it. Call for the Rookie Love Your Rug Special, 952 Z E R O R E Z. Go online to zeroresminnesota.com and tell me you want that special. Also, if you own a business, call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Yes, the pros at Zero Res can get your business zero resified. Absolutely. Spelled forward or backward, it's spelled the exact same way, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Do you know why there's a leap day? Uh, to catch up with the one-quarter day uh, for the revolving... You are correct. It takes longer than 365 days for the Earth to go around the sun. It's 365 and a quarter. And a quarter. And yeah. so every four years, you make up that quarter. And if you didn't, I don't what know how many, I don't. Well, here's what would happen. if you If you ignored it... Pretty soon you'd be a month or two short of days on the calendar. How would we know? Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. No, it would okay. end up being, you know, 85 degrees in December. Yeah. Eventually yeah. at some point. Okay, wait, day and night would be different. Okay, so, you so guys. So why are we just, so we randomly add a day to catch up? We don't yeah, know if we're catching up or not. Every, not four every four years. years. It's not random. It's a you math guys, equation, What would it matter if we didn't have the extra day? You, you, you'd find out. Your, your, your tilt of the sun might be off, yes. Yeah, I, I, Isn't that nature? No, that's... We have to uh, superimpose no, AI for the 29th? No, no. You'd, you'd be a quarter off on the seasons, Rook, yeah. and a quarter off I'm, on time and stuff. I'm more than a but quarter off, Johnny. If there were no <laughs> clocks or calendars, none of that would matter. That's it would what just I'm saying. Every no. day. Humans now, you guys sound really like my sound... Son. You sound like you know what you're talking about. Could you help me out with something? Yeah. Why is the moon setting so far north right now? It's rising in the north. It's setting in the north. It's got me concerned. That's it's, the uh, yeah. You, circular we talk, we talked about uh, this a couple years rotation. Ago. It's the pull. So it's it's the pulled closer rotation. to the, the tide earth. is out. The, the water's everywhere. The tide is high. It's, it's, it's helpful. High. I'm holding it's on. Very helpful mm -hmm. answers. Thank I you. thought it was appalling that Mary Moriality threw the book at a state trooper named Londrigan. Mm -hmm. Is it Ryan Londrigan? Yes. Right. Help me. Yeah. Help me. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, you'll recall the incident. He he and other troopers stopped a guy named Ricky Cobb. Ricky Cobb would not get out of the car. Began to drive away with the troopers uh, falling away from the car. And uh, he uh, Londrigan shot Cobb. It was later determined Cobb had a gun in his car. It's appalling. She's a she's an appalling figure. I I'm doubling down on that. Given what happened in Burnsville just last week, it's even more appalling. It's and the fact that appalling. she issued a statement regarding the situation in Burnsville. What an insult. And and uh, thanks to Alpha News, they apparently got a hold of a guy named Colonel John Morris, who is the state patrol chaplain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Colonel Morris has given some remarks, beginning with poor leaders at every elected level of leadership have had a devastating impact on the morale of state troopers who are growing disillusioned and distrustful. He's a longtime military chaplain with the state patrol. He spoke exclusively to Alfred Alpha News on the impact Trooper Ryan Laudegren's charges have had on law enforcement, now reeling from the loss of the two coppers and a fire paramedic in Burnsville. 
We've got a great we've got great men and women who feel called to this difficult profession. But if I use three words to talk about the sense I get from professionals that I deal with, they're discouraged, they're disillusioned, and they're getting to be distrustful, Morris said. It's tough times for them. They see the legal system failing to back them on a number of occasions. Assaults are increasing. So are the number of police officers, as we tragically saw in Burnsville. Officers are asking, why am I doing this? If my best day could still land me in jail, why am I doing this? It's a tough thing to hear from great young men and women, he added. Well, I can imagine, can't you? God almighty. Londergren, 27, had been on the job for a couple of years when, in July, Ricky Cobb was pulled over by the state patrol. A trooper initiated a traffic stop and discovered that Cobb was wanted in Ramsey County in connection to a felony order for protection violation because Cobb was a bad guy. So he had broken the law. Cobb refused, that's my words, Cobb refused to comply with orders to exit his vehicle, so one of the state troopers on scene opened Cobb's door and tried to remove him. However, Cobb put his vehicle in gear and attempted to drive away with the state trooper partially inside the vehicle. Londrigan, who was on the passenger side of the car at the time, drew his firearm and shot Cobb. Video shows the trooper on the driver's side was dragged by Cobb's vehicle for a few feet before falling to the ground. Cobb died. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriality charged Londrigan with second-degree unintentional murder, second-degree manslaughter, and first-degree assault. And she's not ashamed of herself. Not, that's my words. She's not ashamed of herself. This, this case should have been dropped last week. It should have been dropped. I can't say this with enough vengeance and emotion. I was shocked, and I'm still shocked, Chaplain Morris said of the charges. That's why I'm stepping out with you. I'm trying to turn my rage into something productive on behalf of a great young man and a great profession. Ryan's right out of central casting. He's the most wholesome professional any of us could ever hope to respond to the call of law enforcement. He's got a beautiful family. He has an all-American background. He encounters a felon that Ramsey County county has ordered to be held and this encounter goes in a tragic direction because of the disobedience of a man who disrespected and refused to do what he was lawfully asked to do morris said there are some eerie similarities to the case in burnsville domestic assault felon weapon he shouldn't have had and in the case that ryan was involved in an automobile turned into a dangerous weapon i'm using language right out of the minnesota state support supreme court ruling of the 24th of january 2024 when automobiles were used to uh, were ruled to be dangerous weapons to, uh, when you're dragging a police officer, you're putting somebody's life in danger. The Minnesota State Patrol has a lot of experience with automobiles and automobiles dragging people. Ryan should be given reasonable decision-making authority and not second-guessed in hindsight. He had to do something in a split second to save his partner and himself from bodily harm and to stop a man who could have gone on to do what? What Break we saw over. in Burnsville? Do we need more officers murdered in the line of duty, the chaplain asked? Trooper Londrigan and his wife, that's a caption. Uh, He went, uh, Trooper Londrigan and his wife attended the vigil in Burnsville the evening. The Burnsville police officers, Paul Amstrad and Matthew Ruge, 
and fire medic Adam Finseth were murdered. It's not enough for law enforcement to show up at funerals. It's citizens that elect officials who make our laws. So citizens need to decide if they've had enough of lawlessness, period. If you've had enough of lawlessness, then go down and enroll in a citizen academy at your local law enforcement agency. Find out what these people have to go through every day and the restrictions they have to deal with to try to protect you. And then inform your officials what you want to see in the laws that are made to protect you. Elect people who are law and order representatives. We've seen this in the case with Ryan. Tragically is... Left or right, people have attacked the courage to stand up and say the obvious. This is a travesty. This case should be dismissed. It shouldn't even have been brought. I agree. And yes, the county attorney seems to be off on some kind of fishing expedition based on an ideology. We need new officials. We need a new county attorney in Hennepin County. And we need 12 brave citizens who will resist the mob behavior and think objectively about this case and exonerate this man and all of law enforcement and give back the ability to do their jobs. Take the shackles off these officials who are out on the road to protect us, and let's take felons off the streets so we don't have another Burnsville murder spree and we don't have another Ryan Londrigan's life and his wife and child's life ruined by the aspirations cast by this trial. Governor Walls and morality faced criticism after they took private meetings with Cobb's family while the case was still under investigation. I have Walls derangement syndrome. Hey, Tubby, did you take a meeting with uh, Did you take a meeting with Londrigan's family? That's kind of mm. bush of me to call him Tubby, isn't it? No, but you're you're dead on. You're right. So Absolutely. many poor leaders at every level. Horace said, "Let's go back to the Minneapolis riots. Why weren't the state patrol honored, lauded, and awarded for saving Minneapolis from itself? There's no statue downtown to honor the state patrol. Now, and one of its own troopers does the job the way he was trained to do, and the felon's family is met with, but the trooper is put on leave." It's shocking to me as a man who has served in uniform and to have silence out of the governor's office on behalf of the state patrol. It's devastating to the men and the women who serve in that maroon uniform. Well, amen, uh, Chaplain. Harumph. Amen, Charles. Uh, Ch- uh, Chaplain Morris. One of the former troopers that works currently works APD at the airport. I was talking about that, and he told me he said uh, he had John fire Morris, in his veins. Chaplain John Morris. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, he just said uh, our blood was just boiling, the fact that when walls went and... No. And what is Mary doing instead? She's conducting seminars with felons on how to get out of jail early. Well, let's let's follow up with with a frequent emailer who risks his garage logicianship by living over in the belly of the beast of Liberal Lakes, Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Like you, I walk every day, and because we live close to Lake Harriet, that is usually part of my local route. Monday evening, last night it was gorgeous, wasn't it? Like many Minneapolitans, I was out for a walk after work, enjoying the wonderful gift of warmth this mild winter has provided. As I was rounding the southeast corner of the lake, I looked up and saw a familiar face coming toward me. It was one of those moments when you see someone, but don't quite place them right away, and when you do, they pass by so quickly the moment is gone before it begins. 
The person I passed was Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriality, complete with her signature Bill Boom Boom Brown crew cut, walking with a female companion. I should point out that I did recognize her in time to realize who she was and sent an involuntary glare her way, the same uncontrollable scowl that I'm sure I make when seeing her in the newspaper or on the local news. I did not say anything. Although, in hindsight, part of me wishes I would have. Yeah, you could have been polite. After the walk, I was listening to a podcast clip uh, of a different station, and she was being interviewed. After hearing this young woman sound so composed and braved with uh, Chad, he he must have enlisted Chad Hartman, uh, sharing the terror... She felt when she, oh, she, he was listening to a crime victim from one of the uh, robberies over the weekend. Mm. After hearing this young woman sound so composed and brave, sharing the terror she felt when she was carjacked and robbed in North Minneapolis on Sunday morning, I thought back to my brief encounter with Moriality, and I wished I had said something to the effect, hey, counselor, thanks for the great bleeping weekend, or something to that effect, but I didn't. There was some consolation seeing that the county attorney clocked my glare and looked down, seemingly as if she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. I have the feeling she was receiving a number of looks Monday night, even here in the belly of the beast. Of course, she could easily lift that weight by holding thieves and criminals accountable. Anyway, Joe, I really don't have a grand point to make in this email. I live in a house semi-divided. I have a number of progressive friends and co-workers and really have no one else to share this story with other than you guys. And I know you and the dum-dums are the only people I know who would appreciate it. Thanks for listening and keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area, Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. I brought this up for a reason. I think she should be confronted if you see her on a walk around Harriet and politely. Civilly. Yeah, yeah, you should you speak okay. your mind. Hold on. But, Civilly. But then again, and I agree with you, what will happen? You'll Nothing. get no response. No, but but you'll you you should you you will have unburdened yourself. You could say something to the effect Hello, Ms. Morality. I uh, certainly wish you were doing a better job reigning in crime. You can come up with whatever, whatever you want to say. Or, or if you see her uh, tomorrow walking around the lake, uh, hello, Mary. I, I, I think it's a travesty that you've charged a state trooper with uh, murder charges. Uh, you, you can say anything you want to her. She needs to hear that. She right. knows it. But she needs to hear it. And uh, uh, Steve could have said something. He, he reined himself in. But I think she should be confronted. That's the only means we have to push back. It almost makes me want to start going for a walk around Harriet every night on the chance of meeting her. True. That's got to be like a 20-mile walk. That's a nothing walk. Oh, it's 20, 30 miles. Oh, God almighty. It's probably three. I wouldn't last. I wouldn't last. I bet it's not even three. That's a small lake, but no, let's not huge. get let's not get sidetracked on the on the walk. People over in the belly, over in Liberal Lakes, if she apparently goes out and about for her walks, you have a chance. Be polite, <clears throat> be civil, but let her know how you feel. This ain't a yeah, safe city because yeah. of her. It's not a safe city because of this woman and the likes of her and Walls are doing what? They're just continuing to pander. That's all they're doing. What? But I mean, well, there's nothing you as a St. Paul resident, or any of you actually, none of you are residents of Hennepin County, are you? I am you, not. 
you can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. I, I agree with the chaplain, Chaplain Morris, who said she must be removed. There's no process for that. No. At least not a process, a process that's going to be undertaken. That's no, because I believe Keith Ellison is her only superior. Right. And, Kenny, and if he steps in, he has to have permission from Tubby. Look at yeah. the interesting dynamic that you just laid out when you asked that question. Three of us, excluding Joe and Rook, did at one point live in Hennepin County. And what yeah. did we do? We all elected to move for... All of us, yeah. Joel John did, too. Yes. Look, look yeah. what was cast aside. Yeah, I, okay, look, I get it. Three of us. Yeah. Look what was cast aside when <laughs> Walls and Morality met with Cobb's family. Look what was cast aside. Yeah. Absolutely any notion whatsoever Behavior. that he was expected to behave. Yep. Absolutely but, any notion whatsoever that he was supposed to be respectful. That meeting took place purely because Walls has consumed the Kool-Aid and Moriality has consumed the Kool-Aid that to them, Cobbs was merely another victim of oppression. But it, Joe, it also shows the length, the lengths that they will go to alienate the voter and alienate Minnesotans in order to kowtow to the people that voted them into office. They don't care about anything else but getting reelected by the same people that voted do, them in. Do you think that they were in some way trying to help avoid a, another George Floyd situation? I wouldn't give them that credit. Okay. And I don't want to either. I'm just. I'm wondering why. Why they have they... no business? If you ask me, they have no business. Agreed completely. Yep. Well, we're going to take a time out and return with our newsman. I'd like to speak on behalf of my friends at North American Banking Company. I was just at the uh, 50th in France location yesterday. What a marvelous building, by the way. If you're looking at making the switch like I did a number of years ago, I cannot recommend them highly enough. Personalized banking, it's fantastic. They take the time to get to know you, your family, and your needs. And this was pointed out to me yesterday. Don't forget about you know debt consolidation. If you happen to be in that type of market, North American Banking Company is here to work with you. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they, they get it. They understand that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check them out. NABankco.com is their website. NABankco.com is their website. Uh, six locations to serve you. Roseville, 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They are fantastic. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender, Joe. I read today that people who speak fast have greater brain power <laughs> Than people who don't, and I, I, when I look at you, I just can't imagine that you that's true. Are really welcome. You, do you want to know the reason why Chris speaks fast? Uh, I can tell you, uh, and nobody's, everybody's afraid of you, so nobody will tell you why. It's what? you. Why? It's I'm, you. It's your impatience with all of us. I'm not impatient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed. 
I think I just made my point. When you're getting, what do you mean I'm impatient? When you're getting the wrap up sign at 30 seconds, yeah. it does affect you. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes I, I feel offended. Which is Come on, John. I told you you got to keep talking. Come on, I keep going fast, man. But that's the reason why I just keep talking. I don't stop at 60 seconds. Nobody pauses for effect better. Uh, maybe Paul Harvey than John Hyde. But you, go, go, go. Can you imagine Joe being Paul Harvey's producer? Oh, my God. Why are you pausing so What long? happened to him? And I just want to let Mike Bilski and all the people at North American Banking Company know that all of this is being credited towards them. <laughs> Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. Council members, we have the ultimate practical joke to play on your, your significant other, your buddy, your brother, your friend, whatever. Go to the store, the music store, buy a cheap harmonica, and then get some zip ties and zip tie that harmonica on the undercarriage of the person's vehicle. Oh, sweet wow. Jesus. Yeah. You got to make sure the mouthpiece part is facing forward <laughs> and you get up to speed. And that thing starts singing, and it will drive them crazy. You should have done this to Joe. I know. I sent it to him. I was so excited that I sent it to Suits right away, and then I'm going, oh, damn it, I should have sent it to Paul. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Cannot stop okay. him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. Always expect a little something extra from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe when you purchase the world's best safe, the Liberty. You don't need a coupon here. There's no secret handshake. You just stroll on in, tell Rich you're a resident of uh, Gumption County. Next thing you know, you're going to be set up with something you need, like um, oh, free installation of an electrical accessory kit. You buy it, Rich puts it in for free, and... This is what I love. No matter what kind of sale is currently going on with Liberty Safes at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, Rich will always give GLers 15% off Liberty Quick Combination and Key Vaults. Every single home that has a handgun in it should have one or more Quick Combination or Key Vaults. They're very, very effective. The Liberty Safe, of course, made right here in the USA. The best warranty and the best personal security protection in the business. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Find the little quiz, the safe quiz. You'll find it under the Information Center tab. And then you can take the test and find out which Liberty Safe is best for you. Then it's time to get a hold of Rich. The phone number is 763-328-0628. Or stop into the shop. Really easy to find. 6901 East Fish Lake Road and get yourself a Liberty Safe. From Rich at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Hyde, and John, I'm wondering, uh, in your newscast, do you have the departure of the St. Paul School Superintendent? I do, yes. In fact, it's, uh, I believe, my second story. Good, I'll wait till you comment. Okay, uh, this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, a lot of follow-up stories today. The University of Minnesota's Board of Regents has selected Dr. Rebecca Cunningham as that school's newest president. Cunningham is the Vice President for Research and Innovation at the University of Michigan currently. She will be the 18th president at the U of M once she takes over that job. I read uh, I read everything I could. I, I find no reason not to wish her good luck. So I didn't... 
pick up any failed academy musings in her remarks. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. From Rebecca Cunningham? Well, I don't I I'm sure there will be. I'm just saying I didn't mm-hmm. pick up any. She had a uh, she had a cousin named Opie, didn't she? <laughs> As St. Paul not Public funny. Opie See, Cunningham. that's the problem. Opie Cunningham that's is that's not funny I, and that's I'm where smiling. you need to add it. Okay. I I'm, I'm smiling. It's Eddie Murphy. Why don't you shove that ice down your throat? <laughs> As St. Paul Public Schools works to reach a new contract with its educators, the school board will now have to begin its search for a new superintendent. Dr. Joe Gothard, SPPS's current superintendent, will lead the Madison Metropolitan School District in Wisconsin starting this summer. That announcement coming yesterday with the Madison Board of Education finalizing the decision by approving Gothard's contract during a work session last night. He'll take over as superintendent in Madison by July 1st. Uh, That move will be a bit of a homecoming for Gothard, who attended elementary through high school in that city. He went on to work at an elementary school in Madison before serving as principal at a middle school and a high school in the district, eventually becoming MMSD's assistant superintendent of secondary schools before moving on to St. Paul. How long was his pit stop here again? Five, six years. Who Uh, could I call? I'm being very serious. Who could I call to find out... What exactly did this guy accomplish? You've got enrollment down, declining test scores. You got a big labor dust up right now and a potential teacher strike. The budget, they're over the budget. Unruly students. Uh, What in the hell did he accomplish? And then he gets Super of the Year award, which just, I can find no better evidence than just how how that become an industry that has nothing to do with the rest of us. They're their own third national, rail. Right? That was a national that was yeah, a national. Yeah, he's too, the right? super yeah. of the for what? So these guys go go to work about ten in the morning. They got twelve people following him around with an iPad. Then he probably <laughs> has to go get his beard trimmed and go to the gym. Gotta have lunch. And then another twelve people meet with him with an iPad. And then and the next thing you know it's lunch. And now and then he's gone. What has anyone ever seen him? Did he ever what the he was not never worth writing about or talking about. He won an award. Yeah, he's the super of the year. What kind of? I'd like to see the bad supers. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he puts all those failures on his resume? No. I, I, this I is just, the equivalent. What the hell did this guy accomplish? This is the equivalent of a college football coach being under investigation and then leaving. For another yeah, job. To exactly. go to Notre Dame, somewhere bigger and <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. And yeah. get more money. And getting more money. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you can't, to pursue my question, I wouldn't get an answer from the school board oh, because God, no. they're just obsequious. They would la- lavish praise on him. Well, who? Who do, you, who do I say to, what did this guy accomplish and get an honest answer? Who do I talk to? I don't know. I don't know because I, I don't, what's, what do you measure it on? Everything is down. Everything is worse. COVID was... And are we going to regret losing this guy by the person that's replacing him? I, I don't know. Are Fair you about despondent? Chief. Yeah. Okay. Fair about Chief of Police John Sherwin says the woman accused in the gruesome murder of 76-year-old Gary Lehmeyer was living with him off and on for a few months before Lehmeyer's death. Uh, Chief Sherwin said, I believe that they met through correspondence 
while she was incarcerated. They had a relationship from what our investigation can determine, and that extended back to at least around Thanksgiving when she was living in his residence on and off. The suspect, 32-year-old Arlene Bell, was charged with second-degree murder and motor vehicle theft late last week after she was arrested in Iowa driving Lay Miller's van, according to the complaint. Police discovered Lay Miller's body during a welfare check to his home on February 5th. The 911 call came from a medical professional who came in on a scheduled visit and discovered the scene. In what the chief referred to as a unique turn of events, investigators discovered that Bell was already in custody in Iowa on unrelated drug charges about three hours before officers were dispatched to the home on Mitchell Drive. It's a routine traffic stop that happened. It led to an investigation where the officer felt she was under the influence. Later in that day, Faribault police sent out an alert about Lehmeyer's missing vehicle and the pieces in his words all started to fall into place. According to the criminal complaint, Bell admitted to stabbing Lehmeyer multiple times two days prior, claiming she, in her words, got scared. I have a question. Yes, sir. Okay, you're you're 76, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason you're you become a pen pal with this gal. You're uh, throwing your hat in the ring looking yeah. for companionship. Yeah, and and it works. And he meets her, and she's living with him on and off. Yeah. Uh-huh. The part I'd wonder. If I was a 76-year-old guy, he had a nice house, according to the news. I know the neighborhood extremely well. What was the off part? If you're here, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're gone for five days. Well, Joe. Where are you? I I, I, I don't um, know how to tell you this, but, you know, the dating scene is a lot different today than it was years ago. a perfect way of putting it. And the, uh, the, the dating scene is... You know, she's my sometimes girlfriend. Did you Here's see her Here's what it happens. Oh, yeah. There's He'll, no dating scene. No. One one of the two of them will send a text to the other one saying, you up. Yeah, sup, question yeah. mark. And then I'll be right over. Right. No, I saw her mugshot. She was lucky to have uh, a roof over her head with the 76-year-old. Well, but when well, you're 76, the dark. you know, yeah. your options get kind of limited. You know? Remember to back to the good old days, you know. All right. The hot, crazy matrix, you see, when you're 76, she, she, yeah. she goes a little bit lower. Right, but the poor guy got fooled by a no-go zoner. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it interesting <laughs> how these... The resume. Th- there's a class of criminals that just cannot stay out of jail. Yeah. She kills the guy. And then went and to jail for something else. She's back in jail for something else in a different state before they even find his body. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's incompetence. I by that that neighborhood you speak of. It was this Fairwell. Sure was. Yeah. Uh, Everything. I grew up about three blocks from Mitchell. Drive. Well, maybe you knew this guy. I didn't. I did not recognize. Maybe the your name. mom and dad did. Seriously, but, but might have. He's around the did same age as my town dad. Hall? I don't think so. See, in the old days, I'd have to park out in front of the Shakopee uh, Correction Center and wait on Thursdays. Yeah, when, need when to... they're walking out, yeah. they have the hourly yeah. break. They need a ride. Uh, In other news, I'm going your way. (laughs) The union representing 8,000 essential workers across the Twin Cities has set a March 4th strike date after months of bargaining has failed to secure new contracts. Workers with service employees International Union Local 26 are demanding better salaries, retirement benefits, and improved working conditions. Local 26 represents more than 8,000 janitors, security officers, big box retail cleaners, and airport workers in Minnesota. The union has been bargaining with at least a dozen companies over the past few months, according to Braham Cohn, the Local 26 Secretary-Treasurer. He said we We've 
seen some progress, but still aren't close to wages or retirement benefits that our members need. March 2nd is the deadline multiple unions and community organizations set back in October for new contracts for their workers. The uh, healthcare union Minnesota announced 1,000 nursing home workers go on strike March 5th. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and see what we can hear from the rookie? Thank you, Johnny Cake. The weather is up and down and all around. You know what? I know that the flowers are probably very confused. The robins are confused. But your heating unit is not confused because it goes on automatically. That's in a perfect world. If it's making funny noises or is not properly functioning, you seriously, you need to get serious help for that. And that is, no matter what the temperature is, it could be your heating unit, your cooling unit, your air purification system. And there's no better outfit in the Twin Cities than uh, Ray and Welter. They're online at welterheating.com with over 120 years of experience, four generations. It's a family-run business serving the entire metro area. And they have, during business hours, a actual human being answer the phone if you have questions. 612-825-6867. It's stupid for me to point out that how important those machines are in your home, but I really need you to have those things working properly. 612-825-6867. Welterheating.com. I, I thought maybe I had a heating problem last night. Dark wow. house, about 1130 at night, and I hear this buzzing noise. Ooh, see? And I thought, what the hell is that? And then it changed tone. It became a different kind of buzz. Your air conditioning kick on? No, it was my electric toothbrush. It just turned on by itself. <laughs> Where did you have it? Because uh, to no, turn it Kenny, off. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. No. Yeah, Kenny. No. I'll, I'll talk to you guys no. tomorrow. I got to go. Stay. Okay. Before we all get fired, is that, was that the rest of the story? Uh, oh, but the, to turn it off, I had to pound it on the sink. I bet. I bet that happens. Even at your age. It was an, what? what? Wow. How about I? How about, She's on her final legs. Let's go. That, okay. that thing. Yes. Okay. Oh, the toothbrush. Welterheating.com. <laughs> let's go here. Are you ready, Fonzie? Yeah. <laughs> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Got a great email from Ron. Not Ron Howard. This is Ron, I think it's pronounced Crailer. Reavers, I just had to write in to say thank you for your introduction of Linda Keller and Keller Tax Services. My longtime tax accountant retired a couple of years ago. Slow and I Slow down. And I moved, moved too fast. to their recommended alternative accounting firm last year. You don't have to lower your voice. That for process volume. was fine. But I had little to no interaction with them. And when the invoice came, I was shocked. Shocked, I say. I was charged more than twice the amount I had been paying in previous years. This did not sit well with me, so I decided to search, and I remembered you and Kenny endorsing a tax firm last year. Now it's Johnny, too. Uh, mm-hmm. This was before Linda started advertising this year, so I actually went back and listened to an episode from February, and Viola, my accounting service, was taken care of. So, Linda Keller, Keller Tax Service. Go on our website, kellertaxservice.com. You can book your appointment right there. But this is really neat about her website. She also has all up-to-date tax information right there on the website. She takes care of everything. She's the best. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Just drop your current accountant before yeah. it's too late. Yeah. Don't don't wait until next year. Do Go to now. Linda right now. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. She's the best. And uh, she's also a GLer, kellertaxservice.com. Tell her you heard about her here on the Garage Logic Podcast. John, may I add something to your newscast? Sure. 
Certainly. Uh, our friend Bill Stein up in Aiken uh, wishes to weigh in on the front yard, backyard controversy <laughs> regarding lake living. Oh, boy. And he notes uh, that the lake is in the backyard. He's lived on a lake for 50 years, and he considers the lake in the backyard. Look at it garage logically. When a lake homeowner drives into his driveway, he is entering the front of his home just like every other homeowner. Thank you. He enters through his front door, walks through the house, and out the back door, and what does he see? The lake. The lake is in the backyard. Not to be pedantic, but let's look at the situation from the view of a visitor riding in a boat on the lake. He sees all the lovely homes with their green lawns looking for all the world like front yards, so the confusion is understandable. I'm not changing my mind, uh, Bill. Uh, to me, the lake will always be the front yard. I understand your reasoning, but I reject it. I'm with him. I know you are. No, I'm, I'm going to do Bill. what Joe does in a lot of cases. Um, I'm Bill, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to tell you, you're wrong. That's right. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you, Bill. You're just wrong. Yeah, I could I could agree with you, Joe, but then we'd both be wrong. So uh, let's move along. Wow. <laughs> that was a shot across just, the bow. You know what? I felt it. It hurt. Wow. It hurt. I have that uh, hanging in my garage. My wife bought me that mm -hmm. plaque, see, so that was readily available. I used to have a plaque that said, nobody knows the trouble I've been, hmm. but I, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> In other news, national and international stories, congressional leaders emerging from the White House this morning optimistic about avoiding a partial shutdown of several departments and agencies after meeting with President Biden. The meeting also focused on the importance of aid to Ukraine. Uh, Charles Schumer, Democrat, New York speaker, said unequivocally he wants to avoid a government shutdown. When he got back to the Capitol, Schumer told reporters he made clear to the Speaker of the House, that would be Mike Johnson, that to avoid a shutdown would require another continuing resolution. Johnson said he met separately with the president in the Oval Office after the larger meeting. He emerged similarly optimistic about reaching a path forward on government funding. New Gallup poll says more Americans are naming immigration as the most important problem facing the United States. That's at 28 percent now. It was at 20 percent last month. Immigration is now passed the government as the most often cited problem. Is that weird that the government cited as a problem? No, it's not weird at all, John. I, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. The, well, I guess not really. Yeah. The government ranked first each month from January through November of 2023. In the latest poll, 20% of Americans named the government as the most important problem, followed by the economy at 12% and inflation at 11%. Immigration, the only issue that has shown meaningful change in the past month. Okay, I don't want to go back to fighting about Trump, but uh, he was right with the border. I mean, many policies know. were correct. Um, and as far as that goes, Obama was just as strict as Trump, was he not? It yeah. used to be a nonpartisan issue. Right. Are you getting the sinking feeling that Michelle is going to enter the fray here? Well, it's got to be somebody Obama. other than Joe. With what qualifications? Being black. Being an oppressed victim of this evil country. Uh, the president was asked about the border and also uh, the conflict in the Middle East. Here's 15 seconds of his response and what the plan is. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire will start, sir? Well, I hope by the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. 
At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. That's a my ceasefire. Hope is by next this. Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Okay. He is uh, holding his ice cream cone. He had a cone going, but he sounded sharp there. <laughs> yeah. Supreme Court yesterday grappled with free speech questions as it weighed laws in Florida and Texas that seek to impose restrictions on the ability of social media companies to moderate their own content. After almost four hours of oral arguments, a majority of the justices seemed to be skeptical that states can prohibit platforms from barring or limiting the reach of some problematic users without violating the free speech of the companies. Conservative Justice Neil Gorsuch said separating the wheat from the chaff here is pretty difficult. However, fellow conservatives Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito were the two justices who appeared sympathetic to the state's arguments. The cases have a political edge, with President Biden's administration filing a brief backing the legal challenges and Trump supporting the laws. Farmers clashed with police in Belgium on Monday, spraying officers with liquid manure. I've had that happen. It's not fun. You poop, also through poop protector. Liquid also. what? Manure. I, I know manure. I don't know anything. Uh, I don't know anything that's called manure. Manure. Yeah. They also threw eggs and used flares, shot them at the police. In a fresh show of forces, the European Union's ag ministers met in search of ways to address the protesters' concerns. The farmers are angry at red tape and competition from chief, uh, cheap export, uh, imports from the countries where the EU's relatively high standards do not have to be met. If I keep talking like that, I could run for president, huh? Uh, here's a story you talked about earlier, Joe, and I, I read this for Chris's sake. Chris, I have very good news for you. Turns out that talking slowly and clearly may not be so great after all. Uh-oh. Researchers from the Baycrest Center for Geriatric Care and the University of Toronto have found that talking speed can serve as an important indicator of brain health. Uh-oh. Even more so than having a difficulty finding certain words in old age. So even no, if you have problems, okay. yeah. If you talk fast, you're fine. If you have problems finding words, you're probably also fine. Oh. So if you can do both at the yeah. same time, study. You know, authors, it's about time that my genius is recognized on this program. It was yeah, and nationally, right. nationally, Na- worldly, nationally worldly. Yeah, this comes actually uh, Baycrest Canada Research Interventional Cognitive Neuroscience. You've been Sounds internationally important. recognized by America's yep. hat. That's right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Take Dr. it where Meltzer, you can. Dr. Jed Meltzer said this suggests that talking speed should be tested as part of a standard cognitive assessment to help clinicians detect <sighs> cognitive decline faster and help older adults support their brain health as they age. So. Hmm. Congratulations, Good luck Chris. To you. you know, uh, you guys, you're welcome. The, the four of you, you're, you're, you're welcome. For me, <laughs> thank you for blessing you. us yes. with your presence. <laughs> you are, thank you, you are more than welcome. Thank you. We We're so undeserving. Yes, that's right. When the 96 year old uh, husband of Ruth, no, let me let me start that over. How's this? Take two. No, I, I had it right the first time. I can't talk slow or fast. Okay. Do you want me to Randall. give her a shot, Johnny? When the 96 year old. Boy, this is written horribly. Did I Are you high? Ruth Gutsman, Gutsman, her husband died in 2022. Was okay? he 96? Yes, he died. He was 96. He left behind something that surprised even his wife. <laughs> One Uh-oh. billion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Billion. One billion dollars in Berkshire Hathaway stock. Yeah. He got in on it early. Yeah. She said he left me, unbeknownst to me, a whole portfolio of that stock. 
He said, do whatever you think is right with it. At first, Gottsman couldn't decide what to do with it. Oh, but I after her, did. Yeah. After her children advised her not to wait too long, she had a realization. She would donate the money in full to the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, oh, New York City. Oh, what a dumbass. No. Oh. It's got, first of all, well, she's very old herself, and she's going to put every kid free through medical school. Yep. She said, I wanted to fund students at Einstein <coughs> so that they would receive free tuition. What? This gift is so large. Mm-hmm. It will cover students' tuition for the medical school in perpetuity, Isn't that according to the college. Congratulations, lady. What about her own kids? Let me tell you I something, think- Kenny. If you've got a, if you give away a billion, you've kept a billion for yourself. And, and just to back up Joe's thought there, her husband was David Sandy Gottsman. He began his career in the 60s with a friendship with Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. leading him to become one of We're- the earliest investors. In what, Buffett's holding company. What were uh, what was their lifestyle before he passed? Yeah, were they eating beans out of a can? Oh yeah. no, no, what they were we? wealthy people. Okay, yeah, they're wealthy. Okay, yeah. yeah, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. He he found the they first. They weren't eating vets. Dog food. <laughs> Just to ease Candy's mind about the kids, uh, the fellow who died, who uh, left the billion dollars to her, he created his own investment firm, First Manhattan Company, which his son now runs. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. This is how much money they had. Uh, His mother, Esther, played a key role in procuring the Dead Sea Scrolls for Israel. Really? They are are non-believers, but very well. Wow. So... Pretty amazing, actually. Is that Name real? Is, are you being real? I'm, I'm looking at his. Sounds um, like a bunch of oppressors. Uh, you serious, Clark? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's false. Name, it's false. Name the school again, John. This, what it's was the school? The Einstein. Let me go backtrack here. Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx. Now, does that I, mean that if you're an applicant to that school and you're accepted, yep. you're covered? Here's the deal. Uh, it uh, the kids were. It was announced yesterday to the kids. That mm-hmm. even if they're seniors, they'll be paid off for this school year, mm-hmm. and uh, a year's tuition at the school is over fifty nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which means a lot of graduates leave the school with over two hundred grand in debt. Mm-hmm. So uh, the kids who are in the school now will have all of their debt. Paid but off. if I'm admitted next fall, I'm I'm going free. Freebie. It's all free. It's probably forever, too late for she you. also gave two thousand eight. They gave uh, twenty five million to the school. And they were married in 1950 and married the whole way through. And what's their last name? Uh, Getzman, G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N. He went to Trinity and uh, Harvard for his master's. Well, uh, that's quite an American success story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wish you were sitting at Warren Buffett's knee when you were about 25 years old. Three kids, so I'm sure they were probably, they'll probably land on their feet. I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's good. She's very kind. There you go. John, that's fantastic. I thought that was a fine story. I got one more if you want it. Sure I do. Sure I do. This is the the happiest cities in America. The list is out. Okay. No, crabby coffee shop topic, huh? Gonna kill a little time with this one. Yeah, we got forty-five minutes to fill. Let's do this one. I have plenty plenty I'd like to get to, Kenneth. Don't worry, you'll sleep okay tonight, Kenny. Don't worry. Don't worry. Top twenty and then Kenny the show would get over and Kenny would look at me and go, God, that show was awful. I hated that show. Why don't you try to make it a better show? I did. I pulled the plug. 
<laughs> I still get the emails. Why is it? I don't want to ask Kenny because I know what he'd say, but why isn't Krabby Coffee Shop on anymore? I you got to figure out how to me. fall asleep at night, GLers. That's all the it top, is. <laughs> the top 20 in a new study from Wall I know Hub. a lot of people. Sorry, a Jeff. Of people. A lot of people. A lot of people like Who tell me that. I don't know what my reaction should be. Hey, I listen to GL every night when I'm going to sleep. Maybe Ooh. that just means it puts yeah. them to sleep. That's it's the click that counts, Joe. As long as we got the click, we're happy. Yeah. That's right. See, and the click thing is important because there's about five guys who always say, "Whenever you come on with the news, I fast forward." And I'm like, I don't Can, care. You yeah. clicked on it. We got clicked. Can you guys yeah. do me a favor? Let's just skip this last story, all right? Because I got a nap time coming up here in about thirty minutes. No, let's I want to hear this story. Let's skip this story. I hear don't you want to know where Minneapolis is? Yeah, yeah. couldn't care less. I want to know where no. the happiest cities are, John. The happiest is Fremont, California. I find it hard okay. to believe that any place in California could be the happiest. Uh, Maybe the looniest. One contributing factor is the city has the highest share of households with an income above seventy-five thousand dollars a year at eighty percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, Minneapolis, if you're wondering. If you're wondering how the Midwest in general did, Minneapolis, 13th happiest state in America. Uh, uh, No, city. Uh, What did I say? I'm sorry. State. State. Where's St. Paul? City. Uh, St. Paul was not in the top 20. I'm sorry to report. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin was fourth. Yeah. And two cities. Alcohol. Two cities in my home state were in the top 20. Fargo was 16th and Bismarck. Was twenty really? So there you go. What was yeah, in Fargo, the top five, John? Do you have Fargo the top five? Isn't so bad. I I didn't bring the whole list with me, Joe, because I figured the story would go faster than that, Joe, and I I thought you probably wouldn't want. No, the whole it's always list. if you got top ten lists, I always want the top five. You know, he wants to get through it. You know, yeah. Fremont, California is all I got to go on now, and Minneapolis I, it, is thirteenth. How about uh, if you want to take a break? I bet I could find it really fast. Well, Let's then do let me that. tell you about Let's Minnesota Masonic Charities and their scholarship program for 2024. You go to mmmasoniccharities.org, click on the scholarship icon, and you'll learn that Minnesota Masonic Charities proudly represents the charitable interests of Minnesota Masonry and encourages the engagement of Masonic lodges and Order of the Eastern Star chapters with their communities across the state. They partner with them. And you can find right there on their website ways in which MMC supports the efforts of Minnesota brothers and sisters. And there's some links to important documentation like apply now. And if you need questions, Beth is there to talk to you. The deadline closes February 29th on Leap Year Day. You don't want to miss that deadline, and there's still time. They've given over $13 million in scholarships to state their Selfless Scholar Award. I talked about that yesterday. That's where someone that's nominated and someone that received, they both benefit with that scholarship. They've got it pretty well figured out. It's a wonderful program, and I invite you. You know somebody that could use a little bit of help with some scholarships. So go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Let's go here. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Uh, we cannot let this pass. This must be, uh, Kenny sent me this today. It's from Powerline by Lloyd Billingsley. Uh, we've mentioned some of this before, some of it we don't know. By a unanimous vote, the San Francisco supervisors have made Kelly Wong, 
a member of the San Francisco Elections Commission. The Chinese national is the first non-U.S. citizen to hold the post, and under U.S. law, she is not allowed to vote. Wong's priority is to ensure that voter materials are translated in a way that people can understand uh, work she already performs as an immigrant rights advocate at Chinese for Affirmative Action. According to Chinese for Affirmative Action, last year more than 24,000 Chinese immigrants have made a treacherous 60-mile trek through the Darien Gap, risking death and disease to eventually cross from Mexico into the U.S., The numbers are unprecedented, and the San Diego Migrant Welcome Center asked the Chinese for affirmative action to assist with the influx of arrivals. For many, the number one priority was to arrange transit to U.S.-based family and friends. While this was going on, another People's Republic of China development escaped notice. In January... A team from the Environmental Protection Agency cleaned up the site of an illegal biolab run by Chinese nationals in Reedley, California, near Fresno. Hmm. The site jostled with dangerous pathogens and viral agents, some untested by the Federal Centers for Disease Control. That is no surprise since the CDC cooperates closely with the People's Republic of China and the CDC's vaunted Epidemic Intelligence Service, which failed to stop COVID from arriving stateside, and it includes Chinese nationals. According to the Black Book of Communism, the PRC, People's Republic of China, is the most lethal regime in history, with more than 60 million victims. If the PRC ever did anything with the CDC, with which the CDC disagreed, It's hard to know what it might be. The same goes for California Senator Dianne Feinstein, who passed away last September. Feinstein maintained a Chinese spy on her staff for 20 20 years. Mm, Wow. Governor Gavin Newsom also has a soft spot for the one-party communist regime. San Francisco has become the world's largest latrine, homeless camp, and junkyard. But former Mayor Newsom cleaned it up when Xi Jinping came to town. That was hardly Newsom's only service Hmm. for the People's Republic of China. In April of 2020, Governor Newsom announced a $1 billion deal for masks with the Chinese company BYD, which had no experience making protective equipment. Wow. Newsom hid the details even from fellow Democrats, and what became of the $1 billion remains something of a mystery. Other massive favors for the PRC stand in plain sight. For the new span of the Bay Bridge, California rejected federal money and hired a Chinese company, which at the time had no experience well, building that bridges. That the smell test. Mm. The structure came in 10 years late, $5 billion over budget, and riddled with cracked bolts, corrosion, and such. All told, the Golden State is shaping up as California Chinaco, a development and settlement zone for the PRC. Newsom is the colonial official, and a PRC national now serves on the San Francisco Elections Commission. Eager to ensure accurate translation of election documents. 
as Commissioner Wong should know, this is the young lady known as Kelly Wong, who is a member of the San Francisco Elections Commission, even though she is a non-citizen. As Commissioner Wong should know, back in 1986, a full 73% of California voters passed Proposition 63, the official language of California amendment, designed to preserve the role of English as the state's common language. According to this law, the voter guide should be only in English, with good reason. As legal immigrants know, some proficiency in English is a requirement for U.S. citizenship, in turn a requirement for voting in the U.S. By contrast, Joe Biden believes that illegals are already American citizens and should be able to vote. That's why he has brought in some 8 million foreign nationals with no English ability, no background checks, and no health requirements. According to Chinese for Affirmative Action, unprecedented numbers of them are Chinese nationals eager to link up with those already here. All told, California Chinaco is shaping up as the model for the nation. To paraphrase Walter Sobchak from the dude, the the dude's buddy. Yeah, this is what happens when a constitutional democracy collaborates with a genocidal communist dictatorship. That's the power line, ladies and gentlemen. Go find that for yourself from the power line blog. Kind of makes you. It seemed like Newsom is uh, on the take. You know what it makes me do? It makes me scratch my head. Uh-uh. Well, if the reckoning, I'm, I'm afraid that when the reckoning does come, it's going to be too late. We're all, we'll already be helpless and unable to change things. Rook, quickly tell me where Fremont, California is. And John, could you tell me mm-hmm. what the top five happiest cities are? The top five are Fremont at number one, Overland Park, Kansas at number two, San Jose, California at three, Madison, Wisconsin at four, and Irvine. California at number five. One thing I failed to mention that I should have, and you you can scold me for this, uh, Sioux Falls was number 11. Oh, I don't boy. Know how no wonder. Right? And your city of St. Paul is number 44. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. That makes no sense to me. That, who, 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 who did this, by the way? What, who? This is the Wallet Hub folks oh, who all, always do yeah, the... Yeah, that's uh, just silly. You know. It is south of San Francisco and Oakland. It's in the bay, uh, directly across from Palo Alto. How can it be that three San California Mateo. cities are the happiest in the nation when California is derelict in its duties to citizens? Yeah. You, want it, you want to feel even worse? Yeah. You know what number seven is? Hmm. San Francisco. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So this it's just a, a wallet hub bunch of BS that yeah, it reflects what is what is wallet hub? I uh, it's a uh, isn't it a financial oh, yeah. uh, you know, it gives you financial hints or whatever how to live your life Tips. or something Tips. along that lines. But, yeah. But then we'll show you a hey, this is the bike most bike friendly place or this is the best. Well, what's yeah, in it for Wallet Hub? What's in it for Wallet Hub to have San Francisco as the seventh It's a scroll. City. It's a scroll thing. You'll get hooked on it and you start yeah. scrolling through. You go down the rabbit hole. You'll get talked about on shows the, on podcasts. The piece that you read from Powerline Joe was the third paragraph that I found the most 
disturbing, mm-hmm. the illegal biolab mm-hmm. that had been set up by Chinese nationals. In California. Which, you know, if if your mind is dark enough, you can imagine all sorts of reasons for that lab. What are they creating and then stockpiling and storing? You know, the mind just runs amok. Boy, the reckoning that's coming could be it's really, be too late. really it's, a strange one, though. Really they could wipe out half the population before we even know what's happening and never pull a trigger. I'll tell you what I'd do against biohazards. I'd seal up them windows. Huh? Yeah. 116th inch clearance oh. with, uh, hey, boom, it's a boom. You if call, a biohazard is coming your way, hey, you call Renewal, you call by, Renewal Anderson. by Anderson. I, I'm serious, you're going to have tight fits. That's true. Tight windows, you're not going to get Well, then get that means if you get those installed, through, we're all coming to your house. That I would, I'd put you up with all my new Renewal by Anderson windows. They also do the uh, patio doors and entry doors. You're safe. I get the top Got bunk. It. Whatever they're doing out in California in that illegal lab, Renewal by Anderson has you covered. You think I'm joking? These windows fit. I know. They're beautiful. They're engineered by Renewal by Anderson, and uh, they have uh, renowned beauty, durability, and performance because I've heard from many GLers who already have Renewal by Anderson windows. A lot of people like windows. uh, If you're going to be a first-time Renewal by Anderson customer, you want to look at the Acclaim replacement windows. You got that? Got it. They're custom-built to fit perfectly. They're manufactured to within one-sixteenth inch of your opening. You know what I call that? Weather tight. I got you. I call that a weather tight fit. So it's windows, patio doors, entry doors by the best. Renewal by Anderson. They have the best products and the best service, and they've had for a long time. Learn more at renewalbyanderson.com backslash garage logic or call Renewal by Anderson at 651 705 6931 and tell them you heard about it on GL and that you're, you're thankful that they bring you. Only because yes. they bring you Thank only you. because they come to us all the way from Lake Las, ne- Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the, the temporary home of the traveling Lymans. It was on this day. February 27th. Not much happened in old Minnesota on this day. On this day in 1843, Thomas Lowry was born in Logan County, Illinois. Hmm. He arrived in Minneapolis in 1868. He played an instrumental role in establishing the Twin City streetcar system. Huh. And you get Lowry Somebody Hill over there and the Lowry. whole deal. Salt, and, uh, the he, salt, the huh? spice. He died in 1909. Nope. And on this day. 227. In 1857, no. Wasika <laughs> County was formed, named with a Dakota word meaning rich in provisions. Also on this day, a humorous episode in Minnesota's history began. Joseph Rolette, a fur trader representing Pembina, or Pembina, in the territorial legislature, stole the text of a bill to move the capital from St. Paul to St. Peter. Although the bill had been passed, it had not been signed by the governor. Roulette disappeared until the legislature adjourned on March 7, <laughs> hiding in the Fuller House attic while the bill rested in the hotel safe. And I guess what Roulette did then was 
was preserve St. Paul as the capital of the state. Hmm. Boy, that indeed is humorous. Wasn't that funny? That was a, that's a belly jiggler, Joe. The knee Coming up on the next episode of Bob and Ray. That's, yes. Though Bob and Ray were funny. This was this... This nutcase hiding with the hotel room or whatever the hell he was doing, that ain't funny. That's not, and you it's know not, funny. I know funny, and this, he's a fur trader. They right. weren't funny guys. Right. They were too over, they were exhausted. Okay. They would come in from a day of the traps, and they would just, they were looking for hooch. Yep. That's all. It was just, let's move on here. They were, they were too tired to do, <laughs> You're to, right. to be funny. Let's move on here. <laughs> Wabasha, Wadena, Wasika, Washington, Wantanwan, Winona, Wilkin, and Wright are your W count. Thank you to all of you GLers who have made your donation to the Frontline Foundation. They began as an attempt to help and support our fallen heroes, including law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS, and the Minnesota National Guard. They provide support to those who died while in the line of duty by giving benefit payments to dependents of fallen first responders. You can continue to lend your support through the website. Find it online at garagelogic.com and just click on that banner ad. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have already given your support. We really appreciate it. It is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to connect with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is there for you for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, so much to discuss today. I know that uh, earnings is on the table. There's some concern with Congress. And Thursday's going to be a big day regarding the Fed, isn't it? Thursday's going to be a big day, Chris, regarding the Fed. Their favorite inflation indicator comes out. The uh, PCE, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, comes out. That could create some additional Um, I'm not going to say trauma, but additional concerns for many investors. Uh, The personal consumption and expenditures, in my guess, is going to continue to be up. Why? Rents are still up, and that is included in the personal consumption expenditure. So rents are still up. They have not fallen significantly. If you've noticed when you've gone to the gas station to fill up, the price of gasoline is up. Price of oil is up due to issues in the in the Middle East and in particular in the Red Sea. And that has also affected the cost of goods. Add in the cost of going out to eat is up. And I did notice that my twins' ticket package is also up a little bit. And the cost of going to spring training games has also skyrocketed. I guess there are an awful lot of people who love baseball and want to get in and see some vacation baseball before the start of the regular season. But the PCE indicator is going to be up, in my estimation. That'll put all the talking heads in all kinds of 
strange positions as they try to justify reasons that the Fed is going to cut rates this year and cut them as many times as they had predicted a few months ago, rather than the Fed not taking any action. And my view, which has changed somewhat, was that the Fed would probably not cut interest rates before May. And if they did cut in May, it would be minor just to show the market they could do it. And then any additional cuts would not take place until after the election. Fed would continue with their mantra of higher for longer. And I think that is still the case. Many market strategists could then say, oh, my goodness, the PCE indicator is still strong. The CPI number was strong. The PPI number is strong. The Fed is not going to cut. It's not only not going to cut, they're going to start raising. And that could create a sell-off in the bond market, which and you probably have a little selling going on in the stock market as well. So do pay attention to that. I have always been cautious on investing in bonds as they only move up or down based on changes in interest rates. And right now, the long bond index is down about 7% a year to date. That is quite significant, given that the stock market overall measured by the S&P index is still up. It is interesting, however, that some of the leaders in the S&P index are not necessarily my favorites, Apple and Amazon. Apple is down a little bit this year. Amazon is up. Amazon did get added to the Dow Jones on Monday, replacing Walgreens. And I do have significantly higher price targets for both of those. But the leaders right now have been industrial stocks, companies like Eaton and Caterpillar, among others. So it's not just the tech stocks. It is not just the generative artificial intelligence hardware companies such as NVIDIA, AMD, and Supermicro that have done well. It is some of the paid companies which have gone up without me and my clients because my concentration has been, or say focus, has been an internet company. Companies, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, and real assets such as real estate. Now, in terms of earnings, kind of a mixed bag today. Lows beat, but their sales were down. Do-it-yourselfers are not spending as much, and pro sales are also flat. Lowe's numbers kind of follow what Home Depot came out with last week. Macy's beat on the EPS number, but they are going to be closing 150 Macy's stores. They are going to be expanding their Bloomingdale's franchise. The stock does pay a nice dividend, but I'm not so sure that people are running out to Macy's or Bloomingdale's. I think they're doing more shopping at Costco, Walmart, and favorite Amazon. But in any case, I'm still focusing in on those types of companies that are in, we'll say, the internet-related space and the leisure-related space. The internet-related space is going to include the expansion of and utilization of generative artificial intelligence and leisure. People still want 
are spending money on experiences rather than spending a lot of money on underwear. Great advice, Mr. Money Talk, once again, and as always. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you always get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.